Oh, hello. I was just finishing wrapping some presents next to the fire. What? You can't hear the fire. Hi, turn on the fire! 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 No, turn on the fire! Yes, turn on the damn fire! I want to hear... What? Okay, what are you yelling for? Damn. There, can you hear it now? Lovely, right? There are a few things I can think of as peaceful and calming as a Christmas fire. Wrapping presents and wearing a really thick, woolly sweater. I'm wearing one right now. It's mostly green, but it has this gigantic red Christmas tree. I think they were trying to be abstract or something, but it really brings out the blue in my eyes and the spirit of Christmas out of my heart. Ugh, who am I kidding? I can't even do this right. I'm Adam Campbell, this is Nine Cents, and you're listening to the horrific holiday special.
That was one hell of a Christmas with their album Metal for the Yuletide Season, Volume 2. That was the third track, Bah Humbug. And you know, it's songs like these that really do help inject that holiday love and acceptance that we're all supposed to be feeling now. I mean, that's what the Christmas cards say, right? And, and, and that's really at the core of the issues I have with Christmas. It's not that I don't want to give away as many presents as possible and run up massive migraine-inflicting debt on various credit cards. It's not that I don't want to really give in to the Coca-Cola idea of Santa Claus and have him jump down my chimney just like everyone else's this holiday season, delivering every possible tiny delight that my children have could dream up, really. And it's not that I, I, I don't want to spread holiday cheer to everyone else. It's just that I'm, well, I have a hard time finding my place in this hectic, really crazy season. I'm going to give you a departure from my regular show this week, and I'm going to try to work through these these feelings of, of, of anxiety and a little bit of anguish in there as well. Probably because it starts with an A, not because I really feel it. But you know, whenever you feel things, you got to throw in a couple words that start with the same letter just so it sounds good when they come out of your mouth. I'm drinking eggnog spiked with a little Captain Morgan's. It's delicious. It goes down smooth and easy. Well, just like my high school prom date. <laughs> Where were we? This holiday season, yeah, that's that's right. You know, it's it's strange, and, and this is sort of a running theme in my life, I believe. It's I mean, I'm always alone, and whenever you're dealing with a holiday that's supposed to be surrounded by friends and family, loved ones people you care about and, and you're all alone it's it's heartbreaking and a little bit hectic because you're looking for those people you're, you're looking for anyone to to connect with really I mean I, I I want that person that I want to give a present to I want to get a clever and maybe even ironic t-shirt for just always alone and that's really hard this time of year you start drawing into yourself a little bit more than you normally do no no sweetie I'm, I'm, I'm doing a podcast right now oh honey how are you doing look you're making this a little bit challenging I'm trying my to do what? no I, I want my mom got your drawer and, really? and I'm not going to get okay, well, thanks that's great. Look, um, you never mom. really let me record. You're always interrupting me, <laughs> and I know it's funny to you, but it, it's kind of hard for me to do this podcast, so if maybe you could stop interrupting me. I mean, it's like I can't even get a second to do... Baby, can you please take her out, um, sweetheart? I love you so much. It just You never let me have a second alone so I can do this podcast. You're always constantly interrupting me and stuff, so if you could... <laughs> sweetheart... 
I would really appreciate a little bit of time. I will come. I will come play games with you right after. Okay, <laughs> right after the show. <laughs> thanks, sweetheart. Uh, thanks, man. I will see you right after the show, baby. So where was I? Oh yeah, I'm. I'm just so alone this this time of year, and I don't really, I don't really have that other person that I can reach out and connect with. <sighs> What's this? Oh, someone's calling me. Hold on a second. Let's see who it is. Hello? Oh, hey, Adam. What's going on? Well, well, well. What a pleasant and completely unexpected and unplanned surprise. Gyps Fulvus of Nocturnes for Nightmares. And more recently, one hell of a Christmas, Metal for the Yuletide, Volume 2. It's great to hear from you. Well, you know, I heard you were feeling a little down this holiday season. You know, I thought I might be able to come around and cheer you up a little bit, help you find the true meaning of the holidays. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it sounds great. I, I mean, how do you plan on doing that? Well, I decided to sing you a little song off the album, Metal for Tide Season Volume 2, the token power ballad of the album. I'll do an acapella version of Have Yourself a Very Naughty Christmas. Uh, that would be fantastic. Yep. All right. Embrace yourselves. Get ready for your ears to bleed everywhere. <laughs> All right. Two, three. Four. Have yourself a very naughty Christmas. Do it by the fire. <laughs> Hang a mistletoe in every room you see. Have an orgy downstairs in the basement. Make drinks with Spanish fly. <laughs> for the night, you'll satisfy your carnal needs. Ooh, getting happy on a waterbed. As you're getting head, have nice. <laughs> Flip her over and put in an evening full of sin and vice. And if you have time, endure a little whipping. <laughs> As the dominatrix smiles. Sounds good to me. Who cares if they think that it's filthy and vile? And have yourself a very naughty Christmas all the while. That is fantastic. Oh, man. I, I gotta tell you. Thanks for that. I feel better already. <laughs> no, no problem. No problem. <laughs> Listen, thanks for calling in. I, I hope you have a very happy solstice. Um, by the way, you haven't seen Frosty around near neck of the woods, have you? Frosty? Nah, no way. That pedophile, sad excuse of a snowman, wouldn't dare come 20 miles of me. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, well, if you do see him, alert the traffic cop. He's been seen leading children down the streets of town, you know. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of myself. <laughs> Alright. Have a good night. 
All right, you too. Hail Santa. Hail Santa. <laughs> that was great. Uh, thank you so much, Chips Fulvis, for giving me a phone call and really cheering me up a little bit. What I'd like to do now is talk a little bit about the holiday celebrations that, that go on around the world and where it really comes from. Right now I'm looking at uh, an ancient history article, uh, the winter solstice and winter holidays. The northern hemisphere, winter solstice, between December 20th and 23rd is the time of year when the night is longest and the day shortest. What happened to the sun? If in ancient times you believed in gods and goddesses who take an active interest in human life, you might have thought it smart to do something to make the gods happy again, so they might bring back the light. Why not honor them, either with a great festival to persuade them to bring it back, or kind of a gift-giving birthday party for the sun's annual rebirth? This may be at the origin of the winter solstice holidays. The Saturnalia The Saturnalia was a major holiday for the ancient Romans, with drinking, gift-giving, bonfires, candles, role reversals for slaves and masters. It lasted a variable number of days, from three to seven or more, depending on how successful the emperor was at legislating. (laughs) Uh, Saturn, uh, Kronos in Greek, was the original creator of man in the Golden Age, when there was no winter and everyone was happy. Saturn was ousted by his son Jupiter, Zeus, and life took a decidedly downward turn. Hanukkah, Jewish festival of lights, It's a festival of lights that is symbolized by the candelabrum known as a menorah. Hanukkah celebrates a lighting miracle when one night's worth of oil-lit candles for eight days. Special food and gift-giving are also part of Hanukkah. Dis Natalius Solis Invicti. Mithras was an Iranian Zoroastrian god who was popular with Roman soldiers. Mithras was created by the chief deity Ahura Mazda to save the world. The day of the virgin birth of Mithras was December 25th, the solstice. It was also referred to as Dis Natalis Solis Invicti, which means the birthday of the unconquered sun. Uh, Brumalia. Brumalia was a Greek winter holiday associated with Dionysus and wine. By the time of the winter Brumalia, the wine was ready to be poured into jars for drinking, although a Greek holiday. The name Brumalia is Latin, Bruma being the Latin for winter solstice. Christmas. In A.D. 354, the birth of Jesus Christ was set on December 25th. I'd like to make a note, that's 354 days after he died. The date is not believed to be accurate and is the same as the birth of Mithras. Like other holidays, Christmas is celebrated with festivities and gift-giving. It seems to have taken over Mithras and Saturnalia traditions. Sankranti. The Hindu Sankranti historically takes place on the solstice, although the date is January 14th, which gives evidence to how much time has elapsed since it started. It is believed that people who die on this day end in reincarnation cycle for which reason it is very lucky. Gifts are exchanged, sweets and other special foods are consumed, and bonfires are lit on Sankrati Eve, which is known as Lohari. Boar's Head Carol Besides light and gift-giving, food is a big part of the millennia of holiday tradition. The English 
Boar's Head Carol relates to the presentation of a boar's head to royalty. In Norse mythology, a boar was presented to Freyr at the solstice. There's a lot of other holiday traditions that happen around this time of year, and, and whether you connect more with your ancestral holiday or with the more modern and traditional commercial holidays, it's called the holiday season for a reason. The sun moves to the south, the days grow cold and dark, and mankind huddles together as crops cannot grow in this season, and they've been harvesting all year for it. Animals go into hibernation, waiting for that sun to reemerge. And while we're together in these long, dark, cold days, we celebrate the year's events and each other. And that's what I try to do. I try to... I try to celebrate a little bit for myself. Not necessarily for a specific holiday. I'm a bit pagan in that way. I don't consider this season Christmas season. It's not that I want to start a war against Christmas. I don't care. Do what you want. And for my children, well, I instill in them the idea that this time of year, it must be about what's important. And that is each other, family. Accepting and understanding each other through all of our faults and talents. And that's at the core of the gift giving. It's because we want to show a little bit of respect through a gift. And not because it's expected of you or because you have to do it because everyone else is doing it. Herd mentality is not accepted here. Oh, well, looks like someone's giving me a call. Let me see who this is. Hello? Yeah, hello. Yeah, Kevin I hello. Slaughter of uh, Underworld Amusements. How are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just been enjoying a little uh, holiday cheer. And I wanted to call and, and share some of that cheer with my good pal. We had it such a great conversation for right, the hours I think of you as a, a friend now it's just a it's a sad time of the year for yeah, me. me oh yeah me too I lost uh, someone very close to me I wish wish people had known my uncle sardine sardine they called him sardine because he was always in the can <laughs> He was so crooked he had to screw his socks on, you know. He didn't trust anybody. He even made the shadow walk in front of him. Yeah, I mean, this guy, he really took the cake. And uh, and he'd take anything else he could lay his hands on. He was a sort of a 20th century Robin Hood. You know what I mean? He would steal from the rich and he stole from the poor. <laughs> But, uh, but, but he was an educated person. He got his first degree at Yale. He got his second degree at Harvard. And he got his third degree at Sing Sing. Now, now, his main trouble was kleptomania. He's a kleptomaniac. He's a guy who helps himself because he can't help himself. He was always getting in trouble over stolen silverware. 
He couldn't help it if his doctor told him to take a teaspoon after every meal. I mean, he took after his dad, and the old man didn't miss much. He was... He was good to his wife, though. She brought home everything he stole. What a couple. <laughs> she, picked, uh, she picked cotton, and he picked pockets. Uh, I even saw him at the airport one day, picking air pockets. <laughs> he did other things, though. Oh, Uncle Sardine. For a while, he was an ambitious gambler. He always started from the bottom up. Then he was a robber, but he, he wasn't dangerous. He was a safe robber. <laughs> he, was, he was sure of himself he would light a match before bumming a cigarette. And then one day he wrote a rubber check and they sent him up for a stretch. Now, you can't blame him for being in jail, though. He, he wanted to be a warden, so he was, he was just starting at the bottom. He was also the victim of that unlucky 13. There are 12 jurors and a judge. <sighs> what a lawyer he had. He did an excellent job of gumming. I mean, summing up the case. Well, way we do miss him at this time of year. But I, that's not what I called you about, really. I called you because of the holiday holiday season and... And I, I, you know that I like to publish through, through Underworld Amusements rare, obscure uh, things. And uh, so I wanted to, I found an old, an old Christmas story. Uh, uh, I wanted to share with you. I got the, I got the book right here. Hold on. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. I got it. I'm surrounded by books. It's a publishers you know problem I'm like a, a drug drug user tunes dealer just to support his own hey, hey, Kevin you can, can you turn that? the music down it's kind of hard to hear it yeah music turn it you music you want to hear the music oh you this know, is a yeah, good music. one hold on yeah. right here no no
that was, that was great. It was really good, yeah. <laughs> My book fell. Hold on, let's, let's get this. All right, where? I don't, I'll find one in here. All right, here's a poem. Sure great, great. There was an old lady, I'd have you know, who went up to London a short time ago. The neighbors were tickled when she went away. But that lady liked London and decided to stay. Now, when this fat lady retired one night, she said, Oh my God, I just have to shite. <laughs> now, this fat lady was a ponderous lass. She went to a window and out went her ass. <laughs> now, there was an old watchman who chanced to pass by. He looked up, got a chunk right square in the eye. He put up his hand to see where he was hit, and he said, Oh my God, I'm blinded with shit. <laughs> now, this poor watchman was done for, for life. He had five pretty children and a fine fucking wife. And on a London street corner, mark well these words. There's a sign on his chest which reads, Blinded by turds. Well, nonetheless. You still there, Kevin? Hold on here. Uh, I think. Where is that? Oh, oh here's Christmas. Uh, this one's. Uh, this one says Christmas. Hold on. Let me read this one. It was Christmas in the workhouse. Oh, workhouse. Wow, this one's dated. Uh, it was Christmas in the workhouse. It was the best day of the year. And the paupers were all happy, for their guts were full of beer. The warden of the workhouse strode through these dismal halls and wished them Merry Christmas. And the paupers answered, Balls. Now this made the warden angry. And he swore by all the gods they'd have no Christmas pudding, a lousy lot of sods. And up sprang a war-scarred veteran who had stormed the Khyber Pass. We don't want your Christmas pudding. Shove it up your fucking ass. <laughs> no. I, don't, I don't think that was appropriate either. No, probably not. What, what is this book anyway? I, uh, I'm sorry, I realize now this is... This is not the book that I had earlier. Uh, let me... I'm sure I've got something else around here. Hold on. No, it's all right. It's okay. The thing is, uh, you know, I, I guess I celebrate Christmas, but uh, I can appreciate other people have traditions that they follow that might not be mine, and that's fine. And I celebrate all whatever that I can drink. Yeah. It sets my mind to thinking... I remember well. There was once a girl named Veronica, whose vagina was like a harmonica. When blown the right way, the darn thing would play a solo for Jews' harp on Hanukkah. <laughs> uh, see, there we go. There's one for the Jews. Uh, speaking of Jews, let me tell you 
Let me tell you what I really think about the Jews. Whoa, no, no. Uh, thanks for joining me, Kevin. Uh, I really do appreciate you, you calling in. Maybe you had a little too much eggnog. Um, either way, it, it's great hearing from you, buddy, and, and you've given me a lot, and everyone listening, to think about. <laughs> Happy Solstice, Kevin. <laughs> it's always nice hearing from Kevin. Oh, it looks like I have a message. Um... Uh, let me just play right now. Might as well, right? Well, hello, Nine Cents listeners. This is Matt from Deep Six Radio. So it's a time when we eat, drink, and indulge, and spend time with our families as well. Whatever you're doing, have an absolutely outstanding one. Now, for those of you who aren't in the UK... One of the pastimes at this time of year is to go sledging. So with this in mind, I'm going to be playing one of my favourite Christmas tracks. This is Gwar and Let Us Slay.
to all the Nine Cents listeners and to Mr. Campbell and his own. Whatever you're doing, have a great time. Oh, before I go, you said we could do absolutely anything we want. So just before we go, I would like to tell you my favourite Christmas joke. Two snowmen are stood in a field. One turns to the other one and goes, You smell carrot? Thanks for listening. Hail Satan. Thank you very much, Matt. It's nice to hear from you this holiday. I hope you have a great holiday as well. Oh, by the way, tell Idris that uh, her battery was delish. If you listen to our shows, you might understand that reference. So this holiday season comes with it some music that was inspired starting in the 20s, 30s, and 40s, and really hasn't gone much farther past that point. There have been remakes and renditions, and one of these is Winter Wonderland. And I want to talk to you about this song, because I think think there's something laying under the surface of this song that you know, not only warrants a little bit of discussion, but should be cause for concern. Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. A beautiful sight, we're happy tonight, walking in a winter wonderland. Now, first of all, why the hell are we listening to sleigh bells ringing? I mean, that, I, I guess that would be like the horn of modern day, right? I mean, y- you would get out of the street if you suddenly heard sleigh bells creeping up at you at mass speed. I mean, that's why you would be listening to it, right? I mean, why else would horses have bells on them if not to announce their presence? And more to that, how fast could sleighs actually be going to warrant a bell? I mean... Even if it's a blizzard, even if you have five feet of distance between you and the horse, if the horse is pulling a gigantic heavy metal and wood sleigh, it's not like you wouldn't have time to see them and move out of the way. I mean, it would would sort of be like uh, that Austin Powers movie where he was in the huge steamroller and there was the guy standing in front of him screaming and he was like, get out of the way, get out of the way. And the guy was like, ah, ah, and then crunch after like almost a full minute of watching it slowly creep over and onto him. That's kind of what happens with a sleigh. So the whole sleigh bells thing, I think there's no real point to it. And let's say this, in the lane, snow is glistening. A beautiful sight, we're happy tonight. There's no snow anywhere else. It only glistens in the lane. I mean, what is so special about this lane? Where are they going that only this lane has glistening snow? Is this like the yellow brick road of of snow glistening lanes or something? It's like the only out-of-place glistening place that they could possibly be riding their sleigh through? It's ridiculous. (laughs) The bluebird here to stay is a new bird. He sings a love song as we go along walking in a winter wonderland. Alright, who's this bluebird? Presumably, they're talking about nature, how birds fly south. But then a new bird is here to stay? Is he talking about his girl? 
Or is he talking about a girl other than his girl? Is he breaking up with this person? Like, like they're in a sleigh ride together in the middle of the snow in this really romantic environment, probably wrapped in a blanket, probably like a little siphon of cocoa or something, and he's telling his girl that there's a new bird in his life and she's here to stay? It, it, what, is she like behind him singing as they go along in this winter wonderland? This doesn't make any sense. In the meadow we can build a snowman. Then pretend that he is Parson Brown. Who's Parson Brown? Seriously. And what, what, what is a Parson? Does anyone know nowadays what a Parson is? Now, we already talked about snowmen. And I mean, specifically, I was talking about Frosty earlier. But he makes every snowman suspect. All right? So you build it. It, it makes sense, right? I mean, you build a snowman who's supposed to be a preacher, a Parson. Whoever Parson Brown is, maybe it's the Smith of Snowmen. I mean, he's a preacher, so he's got to like children, right? And he, snowmen, they're pedophiles, so maybe it just this is like a it's like kismet, right? It just goes together like like peanut butter and jelly. He'll say, "Are you married?" We'll say, "No, man," but you can do the job when you're in town. So what they put him together outside of town? And and they're, 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 they ask him if the, he will marry them, and then they leave town? It's a snowman! How is a snowman going to go across town? The only snowman I know that can move anywhere is Frosty. You definitely don't want him. So they're going to have Parson Brown literally move himself, this snowman that they built, outside of town, to town, in order to marry them? If that's not a clear sign that this guy doesn't want to get hitched, I don't know what it is, sweetheart. You need to get away from him. Jump out of this sleigh immediately. Later on, we'll conspire as we dream by the fire to face unafraid the plans that we've made walking in a winter wonderland. Later on, we'll conspire as we dream by the fire. Who sits by a fire and conspires? Communists. Communists sit by a fire and conspire. No one else does that. I mean, I immediately get this image of, like, deep Siberia huddling around this wooden fire, rolling your hands over each other, just laughing like this. <laughs> what are we going to do? I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to take that snowman, and we're going to put him outside of the guy's window. He doesn't want to marry that girl. That's why he built the snowman outside of town. We're going to fix that. We'll have the snowman sitting outside of his window. He's going to wake up, and immediately, snowman is there. He's going to get married, and we're going to make it happen. <laughs> this is insane. In the meadow, we can build a snowman. And pretend that he's a circus clown. We'll have lots of fun with Mr. Snowman until the other kids knock him down. What is this supposed to mean? Okay, so they're building another snowman in the meadow? What about the first snowman? I, is it in the same place? And, th and th the other one gets to be a priest. This has to be a clown? So they build this creature and immediately... Give him the worst, most scary, horrific job for any children. A circus clown. This is this is like Black Christmas here. Oh, yeah, and they're going to have lots of fun with Mr. Snowman. What does that mean? I mean, that, that sounds disgusting to me. Until the other kids knock him down. All right, so you're expecting other kids to come along and knock down your circus clown? 
Is that the reason why you made him this horrific, scary monster of a snowman? You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> when it snows, ain't it thrilling? Though your nose gets a chilling. We'll frolic and play the Eskimo way. Walking in a winter wonderland. Uh, well, duh, you're outside in the cold. Of course your nose is going to get cold. I've, I, and here's the thing. We're going to frolic and play. Is that redundant? I mean, I can't ever think of a time where I've frolicked and played. I may frolic <laughs> through a field. But I, I can't imagine frolicking and playing. I mean, frolicking implies you're actually going. You, you, you're already doing something. So you're going to do something on top of something else? And then the Eskimo man? You can't say Eskimo nowadays, man. We live in a PC world. Eskimo's racist. I mean, maybe they want to be called, like, Northern Cold Brown Americans? <laughs> I don't know what the, what the PC word is, but you just can't go around calling people Eskimos. Oh, Winter Wonderland. I don't know. It, it sounds a lot to me like it's a dude breaking the news to his girl that he doesn't want to get married and that he's got another bird on the side. This whole snowman thing is just a diversion. <laughs> oh, looks like I'm being interrupted again. Right, let's see how this is. Hello? Salut, Adam. Sonny Bellavance of Metal Invaders and the Devil's Guitar fame. How are you? Ah, très bien, merci. Uh, je voulais prendre ce, ce moment-là pour uh, t'appeler et te souhaiter uh, à toi et les tiens un joyeux temps des fêtes. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I absolutely love eggnog, too. Ah, uh, quoi? Egg, eggnog? Non, 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 je, je voulais te souhaiter un joyeux temps des fêtes en te récitant un poème. Yeah, no, that's great. Look, if you have a special eggnog recipe, I would love to hear it. Let me go get a pen and paper. Hold on. Oh, yeah, this is going to be great. Okay, here, uh, ready when you are. Dans la nuit de Noël, on n'entendait pas un bruit. Dans toute la maison, pas même celui d'une souris. Devant la cheminée, attendant le Père Noël, nos chaussons étaient bien rangés pour qu'il arrive à tire d'elle. Blotti bien douillement au creux de leur lit, les enfants faisaient des rêves de sucre candy. Maman et moi, bonnets de nuit jusqu'aux oreilles, étions prêts à plonger dans un hivernal sommeil. Soudain dehors, il y eut comme un cliquetis. Pour voir de quoi il retournait, de mon lit, je bondis. Comme un éclair vers la fenêtre, je volais. Ouvris à deux battants, écartais les volets. La lune sur la neige nouvelle faisait tout briller comme en plein soleil. Quant à mes yeux émerveillés, Apparurent huit petites sirènes, un traîneau miniature et un conducteur si vif et si rapide que je compris à l'instant qui était dans ce bolide. Plus rapide que des aigles arrivaient ces coursiers, ils les appelaient, ils sifflaient, ils criaient « Là, tornade, là, danseur, là, furie et fringant, suivez comète, suivez cupidon, suivez tonnerre et éclair, au-dessus du porche, au-dessus du mur. » En avant, en avant, à toute allure, comme des feuilles mortes qui, dans l'ouragan sauvage, quand elles sont arrêtées, montent jusqu'au nuage. Ainsi, jusque sur la maison, je vis les reines, entraîner le Père Noël et tous les jouets sans peine. Alors, dans un scintillement, j'entendis tout là-haut, caracoler et frapper chaque petit sabot. Je tournais la tête et tendais le cou. Quand le Père Noël, dans la cheminée, sauta d'un seul coup, 
tout de fourrure habillée, plein de cendres et de suie de la tête aux pieds, un sac de jouets jeté sur son dos. On aurait dit un vagabond qui vient de poser son fardeau. Comme ses yeux pétillaient, comme ses fossettes étaient joyeuses. Son nez rappelait une cerise. Ses joues ressemblaient à des roses. Sa petite bouche était drôle, relevée comme un guidon. Et blanche comme neige la barbe à son menton. Entre ses dents, il serrait une pipe usée. Sa tête était entourée d'une couronne de fumée. Un visage épanoui, un petit ventre rond, qui bougeait quand il riait. Comme un petit ballon, rondelé, potelé, c'était un vieux lutin. Et je ris malgré moi le voyant si mutin. Il cligna de l'œil, tourna la tête de côté, et je vis que je n'avais rien à redouter. Allant droit à sa tâche silencieusement, il remplit tous les chaussons, puis se retourna vivement. Hocha la tête, un doigt posé le long de son nez, il remonta dans la cheminée. Il sauta dans son traîneau, siffla son équipage, et tous ils s'envolèrent comme du duvet dans les nuages. Je l'entendis s'exclamer, comme il s'éloignait. Je l'entendis s'exclamer comme il s'éloignait dans le ciel. Bonne nuit à tous et joyeux Noël. That was a truly Merci, je le pensais moi aussi. Uh, you've given me a lot to think about here. Thank you so much for stopping in and happy solstice to you and yours. It's really great hearing from so many wonderful friends. But the holiday season isn't over. We're really knee-deep in it. As we're knee-deep in this horrific holiday special. So how about we continue with a little analysis. Uh, it's a little something I was thinking of, which would normally fit in a bizarre, the bizarre spot on my traditional show. And that is getting caught by your children. Setting up presents. And is that worse than getting caught having sex? I remember when I first found out that my parents were actively Santa Claus. They didn't know I knew when I found out, and I found out by my sisters. Up until that point, there was this magic surrounding Christmas. It wasn't a religious thing for me growing up, even though my parents really did try to instill a religious tone uh, to the entire process. It was just this idea that I, I truly believe that there's this magical creature who would deliver delightful things. And though the idea was, you know, you had to be good in order to get presents, it didn't matter because even if I wasn't good, he would still bring presents. And so I felt I had this connection with this creature, this one-on-one -on -one understanding. I could be good or bad. He was still going to give me my shit. Give me what was mine. And he understood that I was special, I was powerful, and it didn't matter if I was bad to him. He understood who and what I was, and through that, he would reward me for being original, one of a kind. So when I found out that my parents were doing his bidding, really, I suddenly understood that to my parents, it didn't matter if I was 
good or bad. They were either suckers for the season and felt obligated due to the pressures of society to deliver me whatever I had asked for or else. Or alternatively, loved me regardless of my actions and rewarded me for that love. Either way, as a parent, I find myself falling into that same trap of wanting to deliver something for my children in the name of Santa Claus, or Saint Nick, or however you see this creature. And so it's always this anxiety-filled moment setting up the stockings and presents. You know that the kids are asleep, but if history tells you anything, they're really not asleep. So you try and be quiet, set everything up perfect for them, so that magic that you felt as a child will be echoed in them. You can live vicariously through that excitement, that passion that they exhibit when they wake up and see that something real has happened, something magical has occurred, and they are at the real core, the center of that magic. It's a great feeling. So getting caught... Well, that's probably the worst thing that can happen. And I was thinking, it's almost like having sex when the kids are awake. You shut your door and you lock your door and you're you're trying to be quiet. But when passion takes you, who are we to stand in the way, right? You're listening for the pitter-patter of feet. And is it as scarring... An experience to realize that your parents have sex, to see your parents in that sexual way that really no one should? Is it as horrible as finding out that they are that magical creation that you thought you had a connection with? Suddenly you're destroying this this real powerful part of them. I'm afraid that if my kids ever walk in on me setting up, I may take the alternate road and try to act like I was having sex instead because I feel like realizing someone is a real human being is one thing, but losing magic in your life, well, that's another thing altogether. (laughs) Either way, it's an embarrassing situation to find yourself in and one I hope never to find myself in, though I have a feeling it's in the mail. (laughs) Nice, another call. Hello? Hello there. Darren Deicide, whose newest album is The Jersey Devil is Here, with the popular single, The Cocaine Song. Wow, what brings you to Nine Cents this fine holiday evening? I thought I'd uh, do my part, spread some holiday cheer in the only way I know how, through the blues. <laughs> uh, you know what? Could there be anything better than your dulcet tones this holiday night? I don't think so. Uh. <laughs> that, um, I, that... 
That sounded much more gay than I intended. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that. I, I mean, if I was gay, I, I would definitely be hitting on you, but <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm not, so... <laughs> Did that sound like a question? Because I, I, I meant it to be a statement and, and not a question. I mean, I'm not gay. I mean, right? I, I mean, right. Right. <laughs> right, that just got weird. Uh, how about you do what you do best while I stop talking? Thank you. There's a little something called Hudson River Hangover. Something you might be experiencing the day after Christmas. <laughs> Still looking 
And when it's dark, I find my way Despite the decay that brought it today As the Hudson's rising And keeps rising Keeps rising Still rising The banks they beckon me. I turn they stream. The banks they beckon me. Takes my right hand, it rises and takes the land. Very nice. Oh, man, that's fantastic. Look, man, thanks so much for stopping in. It was my pleasure. Have a merry and indulgent Saturnalia. <laughs> Thank you, and you as well. Hey, so, um, you know, what are you doing later? Maybe we could Skype again. <laughs> Shit, that was recording? <laughs> Darren Deicide, everyone. It's really great hearing from, again, so many wonderful friends. And it's funny because even though I'm getting all of these messages and phone calls and interruptions, I still really just don't feel like I belong. As a Satanist, I see myself as my own god. I am the primary force in my own life. And when it comes to a holiday that is created and celebrated by those who believe in invisible beings, or through their gifts they can bring the sun back, there's a significant disconnect internally with me. At my very core, I, I see its folly. I, I, I see it for what it really is. This absurd exercise that really is just done because we've done it for so long. It loses its meaning entirely and we are literally 
wrapped up in a commercial society, it becomes a challenge. So this fuzzy sweater, this delicious spiked eggnog, and these delicious phone calls (laughs) are wonderful. And yet I feel like something's still missing. Something dark, elusive. Man, I'm popular today. Who's this? Hello? Hey! Oh my gosh! The international madman himself, Slesk, is calling me completely off-the-cuff, unplanned, very spontaneous on this terrific holiday special. How are you today? I'm very fine. I'm into the Christmas spirit and jolly ho-ho-ho. <laughs> they're in, they're in, the, in the bedroom. Hey, nice. <laughs> i got to say, I'm having a little bit of a hard time here this season. Yeah, I heard some rumors about that, so I thought I'd play you a little Christmas song to get you into the spirits. That would be amazing. Yeah. So I'll just start it. This is a cover song. It's called Hey Santa Claus, and it's by an Australian git named Kevin Wilson. Okay, let's hear it. All right, I'll get some. Quite often I get to thinking how as kids we got why. Like at Christmas time at our house, we couldn't even afford a farm. But we might do with what we had back then when I was young. Dad used to suck a peppermint and we all sit around his stomach. <laughs> we couldn't afford a sparkly tinsel for our Christmas tree. So we just wheel old granddad in and make the old cunt's knees. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bike! I've unwrapped all these salad junkers, nothing! 
Thank you so much for that. I actually do feel a little bit better. I'm, I'm here to help you. <laughs> oh, well, I really do appreciate the call. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, again, everyone, the international madman himself, Celeste, thank you, thank you, thank you. Happy solstice. <laughs> uh, give him a good one for me. I will. All right, bye. And now I'm pleased to present Demon Drummer Boy by Slesk.
Well, I think that was the darkness I was feeling <laughs> on the horizon. Oh. I've had a really great time this holiday. Certainly this holiday special. And by way of reflection, I suppose it doesn't matter whether you practice a commercial holiday, whether you, that commercial holiday is an echo, a, a, a hollow memory of solstice in the past or celebrations once held. As long as you have friends around you, as long as you have family who loves you, and as long as as long as you're in control of your own life, well, I think that's the most important thing in this season. You know, I have a tree up. I've got Christmas lights on it, and I've got ornaments on it. And none of it, not one thing, has anything to do with the celebrations in the ancestry I may have come from, or of mankind itself. It all has to do with me celebrating my own. And I hope you celebrate your own too. Hail Satan. Thank you everyone for joining me. This has been Nine Cents Horrific Holiday Special. I would like to thank my special guests, Kevin I. Slaughter, Matt Ingram, Sonny Bellavance, Gyps Falvis, Darren Deicide, Slesk, my wife and my daughter, and you, the listener, most of all. You have made this first year of Nine Cents an amazing one for me, and I hope, I hope, I've brought a little bit of entertainment to you, not just in this episode, but the whole year to date. There's a lot of great things coming down the pipe for Nine Cents next year, and I hope that you're going to be joining me in celebrating it and experiencing it. So, until next time, for another wonderful year, hail Satan, happy holidays, and have a very wonderful, powerful, satanic new year.